Welcome to the Becoming Yourself podcast. This podcast is focused on personal development, healing, mindset, and becoming who you truly want to be. We learn through others' experiences and use the knowledge they have gained to better our own lives. Hope you enjoy the episode. In this episode, I talk with Isaiah Evans. Isaiah is a good friend of mine and we attended high school together, so I've known him for a few years. I've always enjoyed talking with him and learning from his experiences. We talk about his life growing up, the traumas he's had to learn how to heal from, his battles with mental health, experiences with friendships, creativity and artistic thinking, music, and his battles with homosexuality and his religious beliefs. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's see, do you want to tell us a little bit about who Isaiah Evans is and just who you believe you are? Okay. Um, Isaiah Evans is 20, lives in Maricopa, Arizona, um, works at Sprouts, I just put in his letter of resignation. Um, for what reason? Because me, oh, me, Brecken, and Jasmine are going to Asia for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't approve my leave of absence. So I'm no longer going to be assistant vitamins manager. But that's okay. <laughs> at Sprouts in Maricopa. At Sprouts in Maricopa, <laughs> store 45. <laughs> um, not me leaking my ad. I know, yeah. They're going to show up. They're going to find me. Actually, no, it's fine because you don't work there. Right, anymore. yeah. Um, and then... Uh, who am I as a person? I would say um, I'm a Christian. Uh, it's a pretty uh, core to my persona because it roots a lot of my beliefs. Um, I'm pretty, I guess, artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, artistically driven. Yeah. yeah. Um, very attached to music and the arts. Um, I like people. I like talking. I like <laughs> understanding people's minds and the way they think mm-hmm. me too yeah yeah i mean i think that's pretty much it like that's the core basic idea. Yeah. yeah i and i like meeting new people and we'll go into it more so yeah that's right um I, what should we start with first i think we should start off with something that's probably maybe a little bit deeper but okay i think we're talking we're going to start from the beginning like kind of your childhood growing up and how that was and how what you learned from it and just your experiences as a child and from just growing up in general okay oh how young (laughs) do we want to start and how deep do we want to go because whatever you're comfortable with and let's say from the earliest that you remember okay from the earliest i can remember um well i remember my first birthday Mm -hmm. i don't know how important that is to my narrative (laughs) blues clues cake went hard crazy (laughs) um other than that, I, I don't have a lot of... I mean, I have random early memories, right, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in San Diego. I don't remember too much of it. I do remember, like, going to the beach with my grandparents, which was super cool. But it wasn't super pertinent to becoming who I am. We moved when I was four to Chandler. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know you grew up in Chandler. I did, too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, for, like, a year, my brother was born there. And then we moved down to Maricopa. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Honestly, Maricopa kind of eats. Yeah. It's a little boring, but... I, I say the people here are better, but yeah. the, there's not much to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I guess, like, going up the chain, my family life was very difficult when I was younger. Honestly, just being young was awful. <laughs> Gosh. Like, the world just did not stop. Like, yeah. it was it was pretty brutal. Um, I guess we're going to get deep here, so trigger warning. <laughs> Trauma. Um... But it started young. I was um, I was sexually assaulted as a kid, which like I just started recently being more open about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It actually went on for a while in my childhood. So, like, that was happening. Um, my parents had a lot of issues, too. Um, my dad used to struggle with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused a lot of issues for our family. Thankfully, now he's changed and he doesn't drink. But that was definitely, like... Um, Another thing, I was also heavily bullied in school. So imagine, like, this young kid, <laughs> and, like, this thing's happening to him, and, like, also, like, home isn't great, yeah. and then, like, you're going to school and you're getting bullied. Like, right? every environment is... Yeah, it was just... I was just not living. Um, and I think when I was younger, that started this pattern in me of, like, I liked escaping, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, any form of media, like, TV, movies, like, video games were really huge, because I think that was a way I could kind of go into my own little reality yeah, and, like, yeah. step away from everything else. Um, I feel like a lot of us do that. Yeah. But, like, of course, most people don't have that much trauma to escape from, but everyone does, like, whenever you go on your phone, social media, and yeah, like it's just like escaping. Just escape. And, like, a serotonin boost, too. It's like, yeah. I'm not sad. Nothing's making me happy outside of this false reality that I'm. Distraction, in. and it's also fake dopamine. Yeah. So it's, like, just dangerous, yeah. you know, for, <laughs> for young minds. So I was actually really depressed and upset at the world um, when I was younger. It started very young. I was, like, five, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want. I want everyone to just, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. that's the, Little that's crazy the like, years of when your mind's developing. Oh, you know? yeah. So if you grew up in all those things and all those turmoils happen to you, it's yeah. going it to show obviously up all develop, your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was just a very angry kid at the world. Um, I had a few good friends. Like, I would have, like, a best friend each year mm-hmm. who would be into the similar interests. But, like, I didn't have friend groups. Like, it was just me and this one person. And that was it. And that was kind of, like, my whole elementary school then in middle school I was even angry at the world um but I had friends um I could be a bit of I was actually becoming a bit of a bully at that time you most, know what I mean most people that yeah because yeah. I was like I was fed up you know what I mean most people that are bullies have had things happen to them yeah and not to not to give any excuse for the way I was yeah, acting so you know what I mean like just because you're going through something doesn't give you the right to be mean to people exactly. but I definitely there's was reasons behind it yeah I definitely was mean to people at that point in my life but I still had my friends um still getting incredibly bullied mm-hmm. um yeah, and then <laughs> another awkward an awkward topic. So um, I developed my first crush around that time, around seventh grade, um, and it was on a male. <gasps> oh, brother. Um, yeah, so it was um, a little confusing because I grew up in the, ch- in, well, in a Christian family. Now, keep in mind, at that point in my life, my family wasn't super into going to church. Well, we were going to church, but we weren't living the life of a Christian, I would say. Like, my dad was still drinking. Yeah. My mom would get, like, angry, and they had a lot of issues at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, obviously, how deep was I in my faith? Not really. You know, I didn't know too much about... I mean, you're probably mad at God for all this stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, well, I, I don't think back then I realized I was angry with God. I think, like, as time moved on, yeah. I realized, like, I am. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, where was I? Having a crush. Yeah. So, um, oh, man. yeah, it was awful. It was, like, <laughs> and, like, the problem, I will, I would go to school and obviously, like, everyone. You? you said seven? Seventh grade. Right? Seventh okay. grade. So okay. I was, like, ten, eleven. Okay. Um, gasp. Anyways, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was awful. I remember... <laughs> Why? Because I, I told people. And okay. this is the first time, like, 
I said anything to anyone about like sexuality. Like I think I was attracted to men ever since I was young. Yeah. And um, I didn't say anything obviously because I was a little nervy, a little scared. Mm-hmm. And you already were being bullied for. Everything. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why would I give them more anger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I told this one girl. She was a little more popular than me at school, but I trusted her, and we were kind of friends. We sat next to each other on the bus. And then this girl told him. And then she dated him like a week later. Oh my so I was gosh. like, I was like, um, okay. But well, they like bonded over that. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, and no, and after that he started being mean to me. Like he was really nice to me and I yeah. think that's probably why I liked him. Yeah. And he started being mean to me after he found out and I was like, whoa, that was, this is weird. You Jeez, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he ended up apologizing at the end of the year, which was really cool. Um, but anyways, during that time I made an Instagram account, right? Um, I wasn't allowed to have social media. Mm-hmm. I just like I just got my first phone too, so like my parents were always super strict about technology use. Yeah. Um, Which in when you're a kid you hate it, but yeah. honestly, it's, a it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like I understand why a lot of parents do. Do I think my parents were probably a little too controlling in some of the ways they raised me? Most of them. So, but there's um, reasons why. Yeah, and I, but I understand their reasoning, and yeah. I don't hold it against them. Yeah. Um, would I be? Would I do it differently? I think I would. I think I would be somewhat controlling, yeah, because I want to know what my children are doing and be in charge. But yeah, I, I don't also want to make them feel like I don't know. You're stuck in a box. Yeah, it it was a strange feeling. Anyways, so I remember like after all of that happened with my friend, I was like, well, I just made a post like I'm coming out, guys. I'm gay, and <laughs> the um, high pitched voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, <laughs> um, 7th grade me sounded like a That's squirrel. Okay, I did too, yeah. yeah. I mean, anyways, um, and then, so one of my cousins followed me, and I guess his mom went through his phone and saw that post, mm-hmm. and she sent it to my parents. And keep in mind, I'm not allowed to have social media, yeah. like, let alone Christian family. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, um, so I, my dad told me that, they found out I had an Instagram, but they hadn't seen the page yet, and they wanted to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I handed him my phone, and then on the way home, I remember my mom's like, okay, you have to sign into your Instagram. And I remember, like, I forgot the password. I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, you know, put it in. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And, but it was time for me to go to youth group, and my youth group is, like, two houses down. So I'm okay. like, okay, I'm going to go to youth group. So, like, I leave the house, and I just sprint down the street. Yeah. Like, I ain't coming back. I go to youth group. So I started running. I was running. Um, I ran to some random park, and then I climbed to this tree, and I slept in it. I took a nap really? in this tree. Um, it's kind of cool. I was just so scared, though. Like, I was like, what if I go home? And they, like, throw me to the streets. Like, I don't know. I was... I mean, when you're a kid, you're yeah. having all these things. And then also, you've had other traumas in your life, so you're probably yeah. going down the cycle even more. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, like, really yeah. not thinking straight. Um, and then, eventually, it was, like, probably, like, 2 a.m., and I was like, I should probably go home. <laughs> so, I, like, walk home, and my parents aren't there. Uh, but, like, they came at the perfect time. Like, like, when I walked to the house, they pulled up in the driveway, and uh-huh. they left the car, and they're like, we were looking for you. And I kind of just sat there, and I was crying, and then my parents just sat next to me, and my mom cried with me, and my dad was kind of there. So it was, like, an interesting little family moment. Yeah, um, it's kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> and then afterwards, we, they kind of talked to me about it. They're like, we understand you feel this way, um, 
Uh, this one's going to irritate a lot of people. Keep in mind, like, non-religious people, I think you need to have a sort of empathy for religion sometimes. Well, I, I mean, a lot of people there's, there's podcast There's good are things that can come out. Yeah, and, if you're not religious. and, like, this is really people's worldviews and beliefs. So, like, yeah. I think a lot of people get upset with yeah. religious people, but you have to understand, like, they're really trying to look out for you. Like, <laughs> there are some hateful people, and yeah. I think there are bigots out there, but my parents aren't, aren't like that. So, like, <laughs> please... They were saying this out of love and not in like a bullying or rude way. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear because, but they kind of were talking like, well, you know what the Bible says about homosexuality. Um, and obviously we want what's best for you and we want you to live a righteous life. Mm-hmm. So. Which they had good intentions, you know? Totally. They still do. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so we want you to, you know, not be in a relationship with men. And they're like, when you grow, grow up, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, but obviously, we're going to try to train you in what we think is right. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, anyways, you weren't supposed to put out social media. So, <laughs> All other things. So <laughs> you're grounded for three months. <laughs> um, yeah. And it wasn't... At first, I was like, wow, I want to di- die. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I was upset at the world. And like, I don't think I really cared about religion that much at the time either. Right? Um Anyway, most, most kids of that age don't, don't really. Yeah, they don't and I was just like, they don't know, they don't understand anything. Like they're dumb, you know. Yeah. But which isn't true, right? And but. I could tell that they loved me in the moment too. Like overall, we were fine after that. Yeah. Um, but I was grounded for three months, which sucked. But like, I was so I would get grounded a lot, man. Like yeah. I was just a stubborn kid. Um. Anyways, so then I guess transition into high school. Mm-hmm. Um. Mid, I I wanted to go to Desert Vista really bad, the school up in Aotuki, and I was able to go after begging my parents. I actually had to do a PowerPoint presentation, and really? they invited their friends over, and they voted. <laughs> I had to like convince like ten people to let me go to. That's, that's kind of funny school. too. What the yeah. crap? <laughs> um, PowerPoint presentations are my favorite thing. Yeah, they're so fun. It was it was good. Um, and I won. Like, yeah, yeah. I got what I wanted, but it turns out I didn't like what I wanted. Um, I ended up going to school with all the people I went to middle school with, but I think there's a really deep meaning in that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, oh, I forgot to talk about my peak era. So after seventh (laughs) grade, um, eighth grade happened and like, I grew a bit, like I lost a ton of weight. Like I was very overweight as a child, um, lost a ton of weight and then, um, grew taller. My style changed too. Like at the time Santa Cruz was popular so we're joggers. So like I bought some of those, like a pair of Nike shoes. Like, I was balling. I was balling. And then I, I was like, I, I don't know what happened about last year, guys, because I wasn't gay. I'm not gay. I don't know what that was. I really tried, like, just pretending like nothing happened. Oh. And, like, people kind of went along with it, which yeah. is even funnier, because it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> like, you clearly saw this They thought happening. I switched. Yeah. Like, the switch up was crazy. <laughs> um, and, like, I remember, like, you know how school works. Like, the popular girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, started wanting to be my friend. And so, like, I got this, like, scene where I was connected to the people who were considered cooler mm-hmm. in school. Popular. And I never... Quotation, I never had that experience. Like, I grew up, like, like a band nerd. Like, really into music and theater. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously, I don't like fit outside. in. Yes. Yeah. And the thing about school is, too, like, I was in band, but I would hide my instrument. Like, I'd keep it in my backpack. No one, no one knew I was in band. If yeah. I was in a show, I wouldn't tell anyone. Like, people would be surprised to see me in things. And I kind of did that all throughout high school, too. I yeah. don't know why. Um, well, I know why. I don't like the stigmas attached to them. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want people to assume things about me just because I People like do it way things. too much. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, little peak era there. Um, picked up some bad habits, obviously. Um, and then into high school, it just wasn't the crowd. You know, I think when you put yourself in those scenarios and look for attention or popularity, you often lose yourself in those things. Yep, yep. So I think I definitely was losing myself and I became very, when very... You, when you seek yourself in other things, other places that you're not there, yeah. you lose yourself, so... Definitely. Um, and I just started becoming more disconnected with my friends because I think a lot of our values didn't align or... Mm-hmm. I mean, I lived in Maricopa, so like it's a 40-minute drive. I can't hang out with anyone outside of school. Yeah. I can't do many extracurricular activities. Like, my parents work in town already, they come back at 6 p.m. Like, it just wouldn't work out, you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, so, I was super miserable at this school, a little a little mentally ill. Um, I, yeah, very depressed, not a great time. And then my parents realized how depressed I was, because um, I would self-harm, never self-harm people, it is so dumb and, like, not worth it. Um, but I think a lot of younger people at the time did it because, first of all, it was super mainstream. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it a lot is of very people did it still, to, like, yeah. show they were sad. And so I was like, I am going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I did. And my parents saw, and they found out. Do you think, do you know why people, like, is it like a trying to get someone to listen to them? Or like um, to me, thing? it's because I felt bad for myself, and I just wanted to hurt, I think. And I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. But, like, everyone feels that way. Yeah, sometimes. it's like, I don't know. Like it didn't like you, help. You feel though. like you deserve. Yeah, yeah but I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't do it, and I didn't feel better afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was. I still felt bad, but I felt like I let something out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I really showed the world. You know? Yeah. Here's this little stint, like you know. <laughs> Curse um, you, world. Yeah, I was a little cringe about it sometimes, but um, <laughs> I remember though in freshman year, like one time, my best friend, her name was Anya Cox, super cool girl. Um, no, Shout Anya. Out. Yeah, Anya Fox, not Anya Cox. Anyways. Um, I <laughs> no, because I had a friend named Olivia Cox, yeah. and then there's oh, a, yeah, there's yeah. another girl with the last name Cox. That just that's it. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I remember I was wearing these shorts one day, and like I sat a certain way, and like you, you could see my thigh, which is where I would do it. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" I remember being like, "Why do I do this? Like this is so so strange." Yeah. And then I kind of stopped. Anyways, when my parents found out, like they had this talk with me. Now, oh. I don't like talking bad about my parents, but, um, I don't think they necessarily... The thing is, the thing is, most of the time, it's all that they know how to do. Yeah. So if they knew better, they would. And there's no guidebook, you know, and I think they know a little better now. Like, you know what I mean? You learn as you go on. Yeah. And I was the first kid, too. I was like, like, they probably weren't prepared for everything (laughs) that was going to happen in my life. Yeah. Um, anyways, and so I don't think they had the best response to it. Um, and not necessarily, because they weren't like... And you shouldn't feel sad, but they're like, stop doing that or you're going to be grounded. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, I felt like I didn't I mean, have I a lot of... I think they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so it's that was like, their only, like... They just wanted their son to stop cutting themselves, you know? Yeah. So it's like... And they know I don't like being grounded. So yeah. I think that was like their mindset. But I think I probably needed resources at that time in my yeah. life. I think I should have gotten resources when I was like five. I you think, know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think most people need resources and they don't get them. Yeah. Actually and I think like part of it, like I definitely could have opened up more about what's going on in my life. But when you're so young, you're... You don't know how. Yeah, probably. you're not yeah. rational in the way that you are when you're an adult. You don't understand your you're and you're scared, world. you know? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, anyways, I did online school after freshman year just from being so miserable, and in that, that year was fire. <laughs> Such a good year because, well, uh, it was kind of fire because I felt like I got to learn a lot more about myself and my interests, 
Um, I had a few just really good friends at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got connected to, I call it Friday night groups, and it was this, um, my parents were friends with like other people from their church, and they, this group of people were all friends, and they'd hang out, yeah. and I'll, they'd bring all their kids. So we go to this person's house and just hang out, and so I hung out there for like three years, and sophomore year, I became super close to everyone there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I became super firm in my faith and learned a lot about, like, what the Bible actually says. Um, and, like, I think... Did my, I go with you to one of these things? Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Once. And my morals changed a ton. And I think it was because I was influenced and surrounded by, like, a lot of godly people. Yeah. Um, so, that happened. Huge transition. And I was more at peace with life and who I was. And then comes Heritage. <laughs> Um, and Heritage Shout out Heritage. Um, yeah, junior year, I ate. Uh, what can I say? Like, I showed up. I had a great time. I made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. It was great. Junior year was amazing. Um, summer of junior year was also really cool. Yeah. I became friends with, like, a huge group of people. Um, we called them the more. I called I them even, the Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a ton of LDS people, but it was kind of cool because their morals kind of aligned with mine. Mm-hmm. You know, not maybe on par, I, but yeah, but similar. You yeah, know? yeah, similar than the majority. And then most. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was really cool, and um, it was really strange being in such a huge group. Yeah. Um, I think I I have a lot of, like, issues with thinking and, I, I guess, like, making relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So I think when you jump into this setting of, like... Everyone. 16 people. And, like, to me, my brain is like, okay, get attention. You know? Like, yeah. that's kind of my go-to, I guess. And I I don't know. It's, like, trying to get the attention of 16 people is, like, impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, because I had... I've been going to, like, coaching kind of thing. And yeah. certain issues have like been coming up and like been realizing because when you didn't when you were younger you didn't have the attention that you wanted mm-hmm. so you go out and try to seek it in other places yeah. you know? and like i'm good at it which yeah. is the problem yeah too. like if i want attention <laughs> I'll people get it. give it to you yeah. yeah so it's like i think i got good attention in the group but at a certain point like i wasn't you know and attention can be negative or yeah. positive. and know? the thing is like it moves around so quick in the group too and there's definitely like focal people like sometimes yeah. the focus will be on this person yeah. and it'll be that way for like it's like maybe phases. a few days to like a week sometimes it could be longer um but it was just a really weird setting too because i felt like a lot of the friendships i had in that group were very face to face like mm-hmm. they didn't break down to a deeper level mm-hmm. um and like we'd have a really deep conversation like on average once every like six months you know what I mean for you though you got comfortable with those things very quickly because you felt like you had all this stuff happen to you so it kind of was just like a natural thing to get deeper yeah it helped helped you think about yourself yeah and a lot of people weren't comfortable with that in the first place Mm -hmm. or didn't feel like they could get that place with you so yeah it was like you're wanting this and then they didn't want yeah so and yeah yeah. and so it was was just people who weren't looking for the same type of friendship I guess that I was looking for and so I think when that realization hit me... And it's hard to have that relationship with 16 people. Like, yeah. They're all the and same. And it's like 16... Like, I can't keep track of 16 people yeah. always, you know? So it's like, I had this expectation that people in the group would... I just had really high expectations for the group. Yeah. And I just realized it didn't work out for me. And so... Well, I got COVID. <laughs> and so I did show up to school for like a month. And I remember like, no one texted me from the group. And I was like, okay. I think this is just a nice time to like opt out. You yeah. know what I mean? I remember So like, that, I kind of yeah. just... Woo, separated myself and hung out with just like my closer friends in school. I mean, keep in mind, like 
I was a group hopper, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had, like, a good amount of groups, so, mm-hmm. like, um, just went You're on people to another person. one. You're people yeah, person. Yeah, I, like, so I just hung with, um, I call Different it, people. I call it, uh, what did I call it? I had a name for our group. We called it Rainbow Crew. It was me, <laughs> Sam Cowie, and Nomi. Um, shout out to them. Um, anyways, high school, then it was senior year. Senior mm-hmm. year, good, great, until drama but we're not gonna get into that no, um, we don't have to no we don't have to but um yeah i i would i'm not gonna get into the drama but something happened miscommunication mm-hmm. um lack of reaching out rumors you know how these things go high school um, high school <laughs> um ended up getting blown away out of proportion mm-hmm. um and so like this friend group that i was a part of it was now like awkward and yeah. keep in mind like I go to school with all these people and we have classes together mm-hmm. so I think after that I had um a lot of trust issues keep in mind I have a lot of trust issues growing up like I didn't go into the nitty-gritty of like growing up but like I had a lot of awful friends growing up and like especially in middle school it was like, like you know it was like it was bad and then you felt like it was getting better and then it got worse yeah like like I finally felt like I was be- being secure and like people were actually caring about me yeah and then, like, bam! And so, like, I kind of hit, like, a really different low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad um, mentally. And, like, I had a hard time opening up to people or, like, going out in public for a while. Um, it was just bad. And I think, I think like, at the point where you're, like, 18, mm-hmm. 19, like, things start catching up. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, all the past is, like, starting to catch up with me. And I just felt, like, very heavy and depressed. Um, the thing is, I feel like that's, it's weird to say this, but that's a good age for it to catch up. Because yeah. once you learn how to deal with those stuff then, yeah, you'll then you're good for a lot of Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, I started taking these, like, antidepressants, too, but not necessarily for depression. I actually took, I have a neurological disorder. I have chronic migraines. So, like, it used to be, like, two times a week I would get a headache, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, like, once a week, uh, maybe even less, mm-hmm. which is pretty good fire way yeah. better than before <laughs> um so like i was taking those um but i didn't like the way they made me feel yeah um so i stopped taking those and so then after senior year i graduated i although i feel like i graduated the year in a pretty good point also like hitting a low like i felt oh did you hear that yeah <laughs> um it, it makes you want to grow you know what i mean like once you hit rock bottom yeah like, all i up. wanted to do was just become a better person and just grow as much as i could um, so I did the best I could. I, like, read a few books, watched a lot of videos, podcasts, um, I would read the Bible the usual. or, you know, um, stimulate my mind. Um, yeah, just trying to do everything to make me feel more at peace. Um, and then graduated, super cool, summer, summer was pretty fire. Yeah. Afterwards, because I lived by myself for a year. So, like, um, I got this... Well, I got a job, Sprouts. Mm-hmm. Love Sprouts. Shout out Sprouts again. Shout out Sprouts again. <laughs> um, and then I... What did I do? Oh, I got an opportunity to move, live by myself. Mm-hmm. So this lady at my church is like, yo, I know this old guy. He's living in this retirement home, but he wants someone to take care of his animals. You want to live in this house? I was like, yeah, I want to live in this house. Are you kidding <laughs> me? So I moved in. Like, my mindset hit rock bottom. I'm telling you, I'm not the type of person who is meant to live by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like... When I was by myself, my brain went crazy. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, people need people. Yeah, 100%. Um, and Especially I just, you're a people person. And, like, I this. didn't work through my trauma. So the thing is, like, yeah, I went through, like, a little rock bottom the year before because, yeah. like, things that happened to my friend. But, like, I'm sitting here, and, like, now, like, it's really hitting me, like, things happened to me when I was younger. And, like, the way I think about myself. Like, I, the way I think about myself, a little bad. Like, mm-hmm. not great. And I think it's definitely a result of, like, is, my yeah. childhood. So I'm, like, sitting here, I'm, like, wow, I need help. Mm-hmm. But I really wasn't seeking help, and... Because, like, well, because the year before, it was, like, problems with other people, and then now you were isolated on your own, so yeah. now all the problems that were within I'm yourself... I'm stuck with my own problems, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a really weird and awful year. And when I think back on it, I'm, like, like, it's crazy to me. Like, like I remember, like, days I would go home, and, like, my room was just... It looked like a freaking tornado hit it. Like, <laughs> depression. Like, think depression room. Because it was, like, that times a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it was bad. And I had friends in my life at the time, too. And, like, they thought it was bad, too. Yeah. And I think it was, like, a little bit of a wake-up call. Like, um, things need to change. And even, like, the lady who invited me from church to yeah. live in the house, sometimes she'd check in. And, like, she'd ask me, like, are you okay? And I'm like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. What are you talking the about? Fake, the fake, yeah. Yeah, that's, the thing is, like, I... The I, fake, I'm fine. Yeah, because I can... That's... That's like, all you that's, can that's, that's, Yeah, and I feel like I'm really good at the fake, I'm fine, mm-hmm. you know? Most people are. Yeah, so... Um, it was a really weird year. Uh, I was low-key blessed when they found, like, John needs to sell the house, because it made me move back in with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since I did... My mindset's gone up, gone up. I've been trying to get out of some bad habits that I started that year too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to go into that's kind of bad habits though, or no? If about what? Those bad habits, like the because there's reasons for that, you know. Yeah, and like, definitely. And there's still reasons. Maybe we talked about this yeah, uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Of like, if you only if you're comfortable. Talk yeah, about I'll it. talk about it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I started smoking weed. <laughs> um, which I don't think on its own if you're using I started using it for medical reasons right mm-hmm. so I have chronic migraines like constantly and they really mess with my sleep too my sleep patterns off and so like I was um, I was telling a friend about it and they were like oh have you ever tried Indica I'm like what's that and they were like it's weed blah 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 I was like yeah why not mm-hmm. sure knock, knock me out so <laughs> they actually like straight up just gave me a pen and a cart and they're like here you go and I was like okay so I tried it out that night, and I was like, wow, it worked really good. Like, my migraine went away. Like, I slept like a baby. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. And I, I mean, I work with natural medicine, too, so I don't like taking pills. I don't like taking acetaminophen. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. Taking. Um, But then it started slipping out of that medical field and going more into recreational use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of got stuck in this cycle. And, like, if you do research about marijuana like it's not the best yeah, for you yeah. you know yeah. and you're not supposed to if it's not the worst drug but there's yeah and yeah. you're not supposed to be using it daily for sure mm-hmm. and I was and I think it was like in a way to cope out of these like not awful, definitely it, not it, it, way. Definitely, it definitely was, was yeah. yeah a way to cope with my thinking the way I thought my, about myself and the world and An escape I was very angry and like I definitely wasn't close to God at the time um yeah, no, life was just, it was just very dark, very dark time. I remember one time, um, I don't know if any of you guys know Mitski. Me, me talking like... <laughs> yeah, to the, to the people. To the people. <laughs> uh, Mitski, shout out to her. She has a song called Last Words of a Shooting Star. And 
oh my gosh, it's like the saddest song ever. <laughs> like if you listen to that song and like read about the words and mm-hmm. just like soak in it, like you'll want to jump out of a window. <laughs> so um, I remember I wrote the lyrics to that on a notepad just in my kitchen. We had a notepad and me and my friends would draw on it anytime we hung out, which was like every day. It was kind of the good thing about living by yourself, every day hang out, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I wrote the lyrics to that song and like, I think I wrote the first verse, which is, All of the turbulence wasn't for casted apologies to the intercom. But I am relieved that I left my room tidy. You'll think of me kindly when you come for my things. So, like, it sounds like a suicide letter. Yeah. Um, and they saw that. So they came into my house. I wasn't there. I was still at work. And I was going to meet them in there later. Mm-hmm. But they saw that that note. And they were like, oh, my gosh. Like, did he kill himself? Yeah. And, I, and they, like, even were like, Isaiah, Isaiah, like, calling out. And then my friend was like, room and she's like no i want to go in the room like they and then i show up like 10 minutes later like hey guys are you ready to hang yeah, out they're like, <laughs> yeah, and they're mind. like we thought and they told me and i remember like oh this is bad like yeah i need to work on myself now because <laughs> i was getting stuck in the cycle and so um it's very very point. hard in that setting though you know what i mean um so i'm glad i got into a new setting and started working on those things that's another really big thing the setting is setting is a huge, huge key more huge than people key. realize especially when you're living by yourself yeah you have no resources and like or keep in mind like this the guy's house i was living in like before he wasn't taking care of it yeah. and like it was just this like aura i guess like yeah. this feeling in it where it's just like it's just dark you, and so. heavy yeah so, well, I don't know. My friend Capri basically lived with me, yeah. but she was also very, she wasn't, she was going through it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it felt comfortable. And it you felt probably good. connected with each other. Yeah. It felt good finally having someone to understand. understand how I felt and how I thought. Cause I think we have very similar negative ways of thinking. Yeah. Um, and we could relate in that. And I think she taught me a lot about how I really felt about myself in the world, you know what I mean? Because I think before I was lying to myself and yeah. it would just make things harder versus now, like, that year I think I really accepted, like, what was going on. Once you learn like, to accept it, that's how, when you're actually able to move on. Yeah, how low I was. Um, yeah, because, like, I just put on a facade for the world, but, like, when I go home and I'm by myself... Mm-hmm. Everything came up. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, moved back to my parents' house and... That's kind of where I am now, yeah. but like, I'm at a good point right now, and I'm still seeking to get help and like get better. Like, I do still struggle with a lot of mental health issues. Obviously, like, I'm pretty young. Yeah, didn't get a lot of resources. I mean, you've up. had those things happen your whole life, so yeah. they're not gonna go away in a year or two. But I think I've become grateful for some of them. I think they've definitely matured me in ways that I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. I feel I feel pretty ahead of people sometimes. Like yeah, I mean you've had all these experiences of yeah them, from them like um, all these crazy things and like I skipped it a lot. I kind of just talked about like the rear view, but like there's so we'll much. Yeah. It's so compact. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll kind of go into so one thing I wanted to talk about was relationships and friendships. Okay, because you know you you're a people person. You've people. cycled around all these groups. Kind yeah. of just what have you learned from being in all these different groups and like how people work and behaviors and like because i don't even know where i'm going exactly okay because you could probably figure out what i'm trying yeah well i would say like my biggest takeaway from being surrounded by a ton of different people i guess um and this is in the way that people think around big groups in general yeah um well i think when you put first off to put even put yourselves in that situations you really need to have an understanding that like everyone is different and everyone's trying their best and 
like I don't know because you know people are like hyper judgmental yes like I yes. think there's people who can't go to many different groups because they're gonna judge the hell out of everyone uh-huh. there and so like but most of the time those people like we said all these things there's they're not acceptable to have yeah. but there's reasonings behind the behavior and like, like, a lot of times it's their own insecurity projecting out onto other people definitely um but like one thing for sure is like no one's perfect mm-hmm. like every single group i went to like no one there's <laughs> not there was not one perfect person out there like they all had their issues um also everyone's super special and unique and i think you can take something away from everyone like there's something to learn in every single person yeah. um, i think that's the one maybe everyone's not perfect but there's that's the perfect thing about everyone is you yeah can learn something and there's yeah there's always a learning moment with people um I think it's just good to connect with people in general, too. Like, even if you don't know them that well, like, put a good effort in. You know what I mean? Like, I think, maybe this is just my way of thinking, but maybe you can see if it's correct or not. I think you were going through, like, so much of the darkness, you wanted to find the peak light, you know? And you sought that out in people, when in people... Like, no one's the most perfect ever. So, mm-hmm. you may, like you said, you have high expectations for the, the group. Right. Maybe it it's was like I had high expectations for people in general. Because yeah. it's like I had all these awful experiences with all these people. So, I'm like, there's got to be good ones out there. Yeah. And it's like, and not, that you, guys, not that, yeah. that you guys aren't good. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, thinking perfect when yeah. I should have been thinking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Also, I mean, I, I feel like I do have some standards for people that are my close friends now. Which are, it's a good thing Which is have. good. I have, like, acquaintances and then I have my good friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, I think definitely, like, I figured that out as time went on. Yeah. You know? Um, but, like, yeah, no one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not my close religious friends, not the Mormons, like, not my non-religious friends, like, everyone. No, no one. Yeah. No one's perfect. Um, there definitely is a difference in the way people think, but I, I think, I think even if you don't agree with people, like understand how they think, yeah. you know, and it's fun too to learn. And don't get, think. don't take it personally either. You know, everyone has their own life and experiences that has led them to where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like how are you going to get mad at, mad at a 19 year old who grew up super deep in the church for like thinking a certain way, yeah. you know? I feel um, like that's how they were raised their whole And also, life. like, if they're ignorant, like, don't make yourself ignorant. Just, yep. like, accept them in that way and, like, move on. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to put yourself in those in the positions to yeah. feel that ignorance from them all the time. Yeah. But just understand that they're that way. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to change Like, them. if you tried and they didn't take it, leave it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's their decision to yep. be ignorant. You can't change you can't anyone change by yourself. It. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, and the biggest thing, too, is, like, don't focus on everyone else. Like, Mm -hmm. work on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, if you're putting yourself in all these different groups and getting close to people, that's great and all, but, like, focus on yourself and what you're doing to contribute. You know, like... That's another thing that I could kind of see the shift of when you're talking about, like, you were so focused on other people yeah and then once you started focusing on yourself and improving yourself that's when you actually started to improve your whole life yeah in general. definitely because you were seeking out those things that you wanted to feel in yourself in other people mm-hmm. but once you learn how to slowly try to teach yourself how to feel those ways then you start finding what you seek like once you find those things within yourself you find it within other people yeah but if you find it's the same thing like if you know negative or you think negative you see negative but if yeah. you see positive and feel positive it's easier for you to see positive and see definitely that. and I think like you also get to that realization that like you the best you can do is just react yep. to what's happening you know um, and so like why focus reacting? on what other people are doing you know just focus on what you can do like it's like it, I don't like her because she did this and she's doing all these things okay well how are you going to react are you going to just 
you know? Yeah, you're going to make it worse by reacting a certain way or... Right. Or it could be like, you can cut them off in a nice way, you can yeah. be mean and lash back, or you can say nothing and just, like, decide to, like... I would say, like, there's this passage in the Bible, love covers a multitude of sins, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just going to let love cover it? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, what are you going to do? So, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I took your question in the right no, way. Fine, but yeah. we, got a, we got a good was, conversation out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think another thing that I want to talk about is art and creativity. Okay. And I have... Uh, there's this way of thinking that I want to talk about, like, because it, it turns out, like, people that have gone through a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. like, are usually very creative, or, like, the their art kind of comes out of that, mm-hmm. and I wonder if, I don't know, I just kind of want to talk about that concept in yeah. general, you know? No, definitely really true, I think. I saw, because I, I was also watching this show the other day, mm-hmm. and it talked about this as well, but then it talked about also, we have the stigma that once you're not going through all those things, your art's going to suck. Like, because you have no fuel. Yeah. But then that's also, like, it said, like, that's the most satanic way of thinking. Because mm. when you think that the thing that makes you happy is going to suck when you are actually happy, mm. like that's can, that can be very, like... Damaging. Damaging and, and, what's the word? Not benefit, but... The opposite of benefit? It can, like, decrease your want to get better. Okay, you know? it'll take away your desire. Yeah, to desire has to get better. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of want to talk about... Definitely. Um, well, you know, I haven't written a lot of music recently, <laughs> so um, I definitely use, like, art as a coping mechanism. Uh-huh. Um, like, if I'm really... Most people do. Yeah, if I'm upset, really upset, I write a song. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I take the pen out, I get a guitar, and I just make, like, an easy little simple song. Um, it's an expression. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a way to get something inside of you, outside of you. True. And also, if I'm... <laughs> never mind. I was going <laughs> to say, if I'm trying to be petty and, like, <laughs> indirectly diss someone, like, yeah. <laughs> Write a rap. Yeah. <laughs> diss <track. laughs> Flashback senior year. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, but um, I don't know if I necessarily think that way, because I would love to make a song that isn't sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you can make songs that are about sad things in a way that's not sad mm-hmm. because you've, like, learned to move on from that, you know? Yeah. No, I, think, I think a song that you should write is, like, a transformational song. I just... Future. I know. I, I want to. I just don't know how to. It's like... Don't I, say that. Don't say it's that. It's not that I don't know how to. I feel like it'll come to me. Like, all yeah, my other music true, right? comes to me. You know what I mean? So it's like... I just haven't sat down and had this idea in my head where it's like, oh, let me write this really hard. But song. another thing that I've learned is ideas come to you, but most of us are so focused or like most of us have everything coming in we're being consumers and not being producers you know like when you're listening to music all the time or when you're talking with people all the time or when you're taking in everything you don't give yourself time to give something and that's why we should delete social media (laughs) Um, i'm not opposed to that (laughs) yeah no because i definitely am a consumer a lot like everyone is when i 100 percent. but like i notice when i'm on social media i'm like the the ultimate consumer yeah. like it's like how i watch people live their lives for like however many hours and it's like what am i doing with mine uh-huh. you know what i mean so it's like anyway you're in the cycle yeah. yeah so it's like yeah definitely but i produce i produce <laughs> i produce too um, i'm just saying just if we give ourselves more time right. to sit down and with our thoughts and like but you said, when you sometimes sit down with your thoughts, some things like you think negatively about certain things. So when yeah. you start learning 
to better your thoughts. Yeah, think positively when I'm by myself, yeah. which I've been doing better at. Yeah, so, that's good. Like, yeah, work in progress. But also, we talked about this yesterday, too. The only way to start thinking positively by yourself is to feel through the negative thinking. Yeah. And learn how to change that. Yeah. If you avoid it all the time, you're not going to get better. It's going to come at you when, like, random times throughout your life. Mm-hmm. and But when you sit down and feel through those thoughts and understand that awareness is the first step to change mm-hmm. and the acceptance is also one of the first steps to change, then you're able to actually move forward and move on. Definitely. I would do, like, counseling with my pa- pastor. Um, I don't say what I said counseling weird. Or no, did I say pastor? Pastor? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I said something weird. Um, counseling and, with my pastor. <laughs> and he was telling me that... Um, and well, he, he, well, he always says, like, renew your mind, which is, like, this idea, like, if you're in a bad space, like, kind of ground yourself, like, mm-hmm. like, remember, I, like, in Christianity, like, humanity has a purpose, right? And, like, we're created by God who loves us and made us very intentionally, and he has a plan, mm-hmm. you know? I so think, like, part of what you're saying is also, like, if we're going through something, if you take a step back... Usually we can figure out ourselves the thing that we need to improve on yeah, to move forward. Sometimes all you need is like that scope of visibility too. You know what I mean? Like Reflection. if you look at the bigger picture, it's like, how bad is it? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be okay. Like sometimes I'm so focused on the now, I, I don't take a step back and look at my whole life. Or like, for example, like if I focus on the now and I'm really upset about these certain situations in my life or super stressed out, like obviously I'm going to be miserable. Yeah, but if yeah. I take like a step back and like I focus on... The, like whole the year I had, or like my life in general, is like I've been very blessed with all these things, mm-hmm. and I get to do a lot of things that I get to do. I have so many freedoms, and, and you've been improving throughout. And your I've been whole improving, life. so it's like, ultimately, like I'm okay. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like <laughs> I can take a deep breath. Um, it's it's literally the tool of reflection. You know, mm-hmm. we use reflection in so many different ways. Whether it's like journaling, therapy, talking to a friend, meditating. Yeah, like. All of these things, it's just reflection, you know? When we take a step back and just see everything with a different lens and just think about it differently than in our normal everyday, that's when we're able to understand it and then change what we yeah. need to change. But it's literally all reflection. It's crazy that a lot of people don't reflect. I like, know. I don't know. I don't know how people don't do it. <laughs> like, Or like don't but go Our either. minds tend to naturally do it as well. Like when yeah. we stress about the past or the even like reflect on the future yeah so, like i'll graduate and I'll, i'm growing up and like i'm seeing other people i'm like how are y'all not growing too yeah. <laughs> what's going on yeah. <laughs> but it's a good sign because like okay bye you know um but yeah no, definitely like reflection's been huge um and just try making yourself think positively like if i'm thinking negatively like i say i'm sitting there, i'm like oh you're so ugly just think like you're not ugly like you're average at best but like don't even say even yeah. even even ugly people get in relationships. Like you're chilling. <laughs> because it's not the best. I work at a grocery but... store. Okay, you know how many ugly couples I <laughs> no, see. No, you're not working at a grocery store. You quit. Okay, well, you don't have a job I still now. <laughs> I, I'm still working there today. So, um, but like I see them, and it's like hope for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like yes. I feel yes. like we all think like that sometimes. Yeah, too, it's though. like okay, good. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> I want to talk also more about music in general, and just like your how you go about making music or how my process yeah like your process because you said it comes to you mm-hmm. like what do you do when an idea comes to you i think or like how do you know something came to you? <laughs> so when my brain is on rapid i call it rapid fire it's like when i'm by myself uh-huh. and like overwhelming thoughts there will be some repeating thoughts that'll come into my head mm-hmm. right and i take that repeating thought and i kind of just go down 
It's honestly not like that obvious, but like a rabbit hole, I kind of like go down and like, why am I feeling this way? And like the, phrases will pop in my mind. And the thing so, is, no, 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 that's actually, it may not be as negative as you think, but mm-hmm. maybe it's negative because you do when you're alone and you can't, it's hard right. for you to get out of that cycle. But I think, but it's literally, well, I think it is, it's your subconscious telling you, you know? Yeah. This thing, is like, this is what's up. Yeah. And it's kind of good because I get to write it down. I really get to. Like, I think something about writing a song, like, you're writing what you're feeling. It's like, like journaling. I'm writing my thoughts, and then I'm, like, editing them to make them sound fancier yeah. and more poetic, it's, obviously. It's like poetic journaling. Yeah, and so, and then, like, when it's the point where I'm singing this song, like, I really reflect on the scenario and what's happening, and, like, like I can just feel the moment, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And, like, I, I think it just helps understand my emotions, yeah. and it can sometimes put me into perspective, like, wow, you care a lot about this, mm-hmm. or wow, you're a little too attached, or you're crazy, like, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Or it can even show me that this person is messed up, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's best to, like, take a step back, or, yeah. I don't know. A I, lot of times we don't even know the reasonings behind certain ways we act, yeah. so when it's good to take, like, to take a step back, mm-hmm. and just focus, and try to understand why you feel certain ways, or why you think certain ways, or why you're doing these certain actions. Yeah. Because when you understand that, it also helps you be able to forgive yourself more for a lot of things you've done. Definitely. So. Um, yeah, it's just fun to write music too. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I love music. So. I love music. <laughs> um, sometimes, like in my writing process, I sometimes am inspired by certain artists. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I listen to Phoebe Bridgers a lot, obviously my lyricism is going to be more like hers. Yeah. yeah. Versus if I listen to like, I don't know. I I was listening to the Marias a lot, and um, I was like, oh, I kind of would want to delve a little bit more into their style yeah. the problem is writing music like i haven't made myself like a published song artist because i don't know what type of music i want to make uh-huh. and i haven't found like a style that speaks to me yet mm-hmm. i like like all types of music and like all types of style and i think because of that like it's hard for you know to where to place myself yeah yeah so you're still trying to find out what, how you expect Yeah, I also need money to buy, like, good equipment. Yeah. Like, I want my music to sound good when it comes out, you know what I mean? That, yeah, like, yeah. I released a song junior year, Soft Feelings, you don't need to stream it. <laughs> if you do, stream it, turn the volume down, make me money. Because it's okay. <laughs> I still get paid for turn that song. Turn the volume down. Uh, yeah. Turn the volume down, just let it sit on loop. Shout out to Boston for doing that. <laughs> um, but, what was it saying? Oh, Soft Feelings. And I remember releasing this song, Huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't huge. It got like seventy thousand streams, which isn't bad. That's pretty big. Yeah, and I made money off of it, yeah. which is super cool. Um, my friends knew the words to the song, and like I saw friends telling me, "I like that song when it comes up." And I'm like, "Why would you tell me this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's very much in the back of my mind. It's uh, like that's awkward. another. No, that's another way of of thinking that we all have. Yeah. That oh, actually, I, oh, I came up with. I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. Later. But I'll say after this. Okay. Um, when we like when we go into those negative ways of thinking, then you grew up with like all this negative things that happened to you. Mm-hmm. The things that you produce, you also have negative feelings about them, you know. But yes. but when you learn to be confident in yourself, the things that you produce, you're more confident in them, even if they're actually trash. Like even if it's even if it's something that's not as good as like some of the things you created when you have these negative yeah. ways of thinking, you feel better about it because you feel better about yourself. It's mm-hmm. like you giving your piece of yourself to the world and once you're proud of who you are, you're proud of the piece that you give. Mm. So, I feel like once we understand and learn how to better love ourselves, we better learn how to love the things we create. When we love the things we create, we create more authentic, genuine things and more pieces of who we are, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Um, like, people are tend to naturally think negatively. Like, it's literally how our brain is wired. Yeah. Like, if you look up scientific things, like, 80% of your thoughts are negative. But people... Dang. People... I'm not, I'm not going to say people don't realize. I always say people don't... Or like, people, people, like, genuize the whole society. But, um, <laughs> no one knows! <laughs> but, um, like... You have to train yourself to think positively. It doesn't come naturally, especially if we've had all these experiences throughout our mm. whole lives. Yeah. If you don't train yourself to think positively, you're going to think negatively. Yeah. There's only facts. one other way. It's either you think, you try to think positively about things, or you don't. And mm. think if you try not to think positively about things, you, you're going to go down the rabbit hole thinking negatively. Yeah. But if you always try to learn and try to train your mind and are aware of you trying to think positively, it's going to be a lot easier for you and you're way less likely to go down that rabbit hole of negative thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my thought that came back. No, definitely. Practicing positive thinking is essential, I think. And I'm not great at it. Most people... But I think the way that I positive think the most is I try to positive think about other people. Yeah. Like... And not as much by yourself as you should. Yeah. So, like, I put all that energy to the others yep. and to myself. No positive thinking. <laughs> everyone else gets it. So, it's like, I give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. Or, like, if someone's mean to me, I'm like, they might be having a bad day. You yeah. know? Like... Which it is, like, a Yeah. Definitely great, healthy thinking about other people. Yeah. But, like, I should also... Give it to yourself. Give it to myself. Because I... Yeah. Um, and once you learn to give it to yourself, you're way better at genuinely giving it to other people definitely yeah. I, I i was in a coaching meeting yesterday and we said like you can't give what you don't have so if you don't have it you can't genuinely you don't know how to genuinely right if you don't know how to act a certain way or how to give yourself certain ways of thinking it's going to be a lot of provide that for someone other else. people yeah but when you also learn to live genuinely about who you are you learn to have genuine relationships and understand people genuinely not really fake it yeah Definitely. I think for me, the word genuine is a little hard just yeah. because I have like 20 personalities. Just kidding. <laughs> um, not necessarily. I don't know if you have 20 personalities, but it's more you like to fit in with the people you're around. Definitely. I'm a very malleable person. So I just kind of mold into the scenarios I'm given, which is good in certain aspects, but it can be very confusing when trying to figure out who you are. Yes. Um, and like what I truly believe. So I think right now I've been trying to take a step out of like not necessarily the people in my life, but, like, allowing them to kind of dictate my actions, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, like, control my thinking. Like, I'm trying to figure that out for myself and grow into whatever branch I want to. Like, for example, like, religious things, like, I grew up very um, close to the church and, like, very much reflecting my parents' thoughts, you yeah. know? And now that I'm an adult, although I very much agree with my core beliefs, I kind of want to believe them for myself, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Rather than just feel pressured into believing it because my family does. It's like, it's like the concept of everyone's a confer. They just have to go through a certain Right. Thing. So it's like, cause, um, my pastor, he even told me himself, he's like, he's like, I think in your brain, like you believe it, but you don't believe it in your heart. You know what wow. I mean? And it's like very different. Yeah. So like in my brain, like, yeah, religion makes sense. And I see like why it helps people. It's and logical. It. And I think it's yeah. real. I've seen it transform like my family's life in many different ways and do all these great things. Mm -hmm. But like in my heart, I don't think I believe it. And I think that obviously delves deeper into my relationship with God personally. And yeah. I think like earlier I mentioned like maybe even being angry to a certain extent, which I'm working through, you yeah. know, and talking to my pastor about, but, um, yeah, like even in that, like 
that's something I want to take for myself. You know, like, like really believe for myself, not uh-huh. feel pressured by everyone around me. Yeah. It's not, you don't want it to be just an influence that's been in the behavior that's been given to you. You yeah. want to understand it and fully believe in the, your, the things that, like, you want to have a full belief in the things that you're doing. Right. Know? Like, I am going through the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. And most people do once, the, especially when they, like, move away from their parents or yeah. when they are trying to figure out what they actually want to do with their life and their world and their beliefs. We all go through that phase and it's kind of just a, a conversion in a way. Yeah, and it's a part of growing up. You know, like, people have, have been talking about this since, like, the dawn of time. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, grow, yeah, growing up. Yeah. Growing up. Awful. But fun. And yeah. annoying. Another, okay, another thing I want to talk about, because we kind of already talked about a few things. I want to talk about traveling a lot. Because you've been to <laughs> quite a few places. I've been many places. And I want to talk about just... And also, like, your family and your heritage. Okay. Because they're, like... It's crazy. Yeah, so I kind of want to talk about that as well. Okay. So let's talk about first just your, maybe, like, first trip. First trip. Or ever. Maybe ever. Or, like, just your... What would that even be called? Your traveling map of your life? Okay, travel map. We'll start when I was a baby. I was born. I went to Peru. Infant. Came back. Then went to Peru again three years later. Oh, I'm Peruvian. My mom, my mom's from Peru. She met my dad in Colorado during like a working program for school. They got married. Well, they knew each other for four months. He proposed. Mm-hmm. Well, he flew back to her country, proposed. Then they got married in the U.S. and then she moved here. So um, after I was born, I was born a year after they got married. So they went back to see family. Mm-hmm. So everyone could see the baby. Three years later, we went back and I was there for like three months. Um, and I learned a lot of Spanish living there for three months, which yeah. is, I think, why I understand it so well, but I cannot speak anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I also had a broken femur at that time, so my dad had to, like, carry me everywhere, the... um, and I had, like, a half-body cast, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, I think, like, the next huge trip that I remember is second grade. Um, we went to Europe for a month. And we went to, like, a lot of different places. That's quite a long time for second grade. Yeah, it was fire, though. And I still remember it. We went to, like, Germany, Italy, France, Greece, um, other places. Um, There was another place we went to, and I can't remember. But, like, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, It was super cool. In your second grade, so you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, actually, so my teacher, I was still in school. They took me out of school for a month to go travel. (laughs) And my teacher was like, oh, it's okay. Um, Just write a journal about what you're doing. That'll be your homework. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) He also made me do like some math work on a textbook, but I didn't do it. I also did a journal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember like sitting in my bed and I was like, wow. I've been in this week two weeks and I didn't write a <laughs> Yeah. Um, procrastinator since birth. <laughs> Still working on that one too. But um, what was I saying? Oh, that's right. Europe. Went back. That was great. Um, afterwards, oh, I've been to Germany a few times. I have an aunt that lives in Germany. She's a doctor. Shout yeah, out to you her. You a lot more than I thought you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've. I think I've been to Germany four times. And it would have been five times if I went last December. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really close to that side of the family, so it's really cool when we get to hang out to, with them. Especially in Germany, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> Germany's so cool. Um, 
but yeah, um, Germany a few times. Um, I've been to Israel. That was really cool. It's freaking awesome. Um, also went to Japan. That was my favorite vacation. Japan's yeah. really cool. Um, I think that's mostly it. Like, I've stopped by in some cool places, but, like, mostly, like, the Philippines I was in for, like, a day or two. Uh-huh. Or no, just a day. Just a day in the Philippines. Um, Why just for a day? Because we had a really, oh, like, really long layover like, there, so, like, we stayed in a hotel, we got food, okay, we walked okay. around. Um, was that from Japan? That was from Japan, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's more, and I'm just forgetting. But, like, those are the standout trips. Yeah. We've done some really cool ones, too. Like, well, like, when I was young, like, I would say fifth grade, mm-hmm. um, my aunt, she's a truck driver. She drives around the U.S., and so I, one summer, I got to do that with her. Like, yeah, on the yeah. truck with her. That was really cool. Got to, like, see so many different states. Um, <laughs> and then... It'd be an interesting way to travel. Yeah. Oh, and, like, another one of my favorite trips was Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. So cool. We were there for, like, a week. Probably one of the best vacations ever. I want to go again, like... Within the next two years, because it was that good. Wow. Um, yeah. And then shout out Asia. Shout out Asia. Forty. Oh my days. gosh. Hey guys, if you're listening to this, <laughs> go fund me. My cash app is one s a i a h three b a n s. Please send me money. Asia, um, come back dead for us. Yeah, just my Instagram is uh, before me. There was just text me be like, yo, I got, I got money. I'm loaded. <laughs> I will. T- I will. The Asian yeah. Starting go. Uh, go go find me. me. <laughs> um, so this is yeah. My shameless shout out. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> He's quitting his job for, to go to Asia. Yeah, to go to Asia. So it'll be worth it. It'll be worth. If it. that tells you anything about me, that should tell you everything about me. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I think. Okay, so because you've got done like so much traveling, if you could say, one thought or one thing of what you've learned throughout all these trips, what would it be? Oh, one thing. It could be a few. Just, just, just talk. Just talk. Okay. <laughs> I would say, well, I think the biggest thing is just, like, our life here, like, is not what life is everywhere. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think in America, people get so caught up in our own little reality and our own little problems, and they don't think on a global scale of things that are happening in other countries and what it's actually like in other countries. Um and so I think a lot of people are ignorant about that. People are also very ignorant about other couple cultures. Like mm-hmm. you see how other people live their lives and I don't know, just differences in, in the world, I guess. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing. Um, learn to understand the differences. Yeah. And learn their line of thinking, you know, why they do certain things. I think the coolest thing about traveling is the culture and getting mm-hmm. to meet locals. Like um, in Japan, I, we were lucky enough to like talk to enough people and just really see the way of life and the way of living and it's kind of cool to like touch or interact with someone's life for someone that lives on the other side of the world yeah. with you. like that's kind of crazy to me like do you have a pen pal or something no i, I swear we've had exchange someone? students okay that's what so it we've was, had exchange yeah. students and like i've definitely keep in touch with because wasn't there one that came from korea recently yeah yeah that's what yeah thinking of. um yeah i mean that's cool too like they get to experience our culture and it's, it's, it's so funny, too, because, yeah. like, yeah, um, American culture is definitely very different than yeah. Asian culture, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> we'll find out a lot more, more about that soon. <laughs> yeah. Another thing about traveling, be prepared, like, always. Um, you have to be ready for changes. Yeah, and yeah. Flexibility. Flex, yeah. Like, you, you can't have a perfect plan for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, people can be mean. God, <laughs> like traveling, people everywhere are crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not just us guys. No one's perfect. We yeah, no one's perfect. Day. Part two. <laughs> traveling really taught me that. I've had some really weird, like in England, we had this like the guy who was the hotel counter guy was like yelling at us and like really crazy and trying to argue with us like. We made a different arrangement with the hotel manager, and, like, he approved it, and this guy was trying to be like, no, you did not. Like, you owe us money. I'm calling the cops. I'm going to bloody beat you up. Like, all these things. And I was like, bro, chill. Like, <laughs> like, he was going crazy, and then he called his manager, and he was wrong. He was like, never bloody come back here again. And I was like, oh, okay, guy. <laughs> um, or, like, and actually, people in England were rude. The people in France were great. People yeah. in England, though, thumbs down. <laughs> you British people, what are y'all doing? The whole society yeah. is whole. All of them are horrible, <laughs> and you should never go there. Just kidding. Um, no, don't think like that. Um, I think I'm just shocked, too, by the diversity in other places. Like, mm-hmm. for example, every time I go to Peru, I stand out in Peru, first of all. Like, if my mom's going shopping in the market, she's like, you need to stand away because they're going to upcharge me if you're next to me. Really? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, gosh. I have piercings and long hair. Oh, like, yeah. in Peru, no. Like, really? my grandma, when she saw me, she's like... She said, you think you love God, but you're going in hell. <laughs> that to me in Spanish with a smile on her oh face. My gosh. Like, I was like, girl. I was like, the thing there is... Is it very like... Think like it's religious, but like traditional religion. Like yeah, it's yeah. giving it's giving Pharisee. Yeah. Like the Pharisees, it's they very Pharisee. much like... They lived their life believing they were religious because they followed the steps, but they never looked down at the heart behind it, you yeah. know? And so I think that's very it's much there. Like, they just have these rules and laws and traditions that they uphold because it makes them feel holier than thou. Yeah. Um, hmm. And so, like, that culture is very different. But also, it's cool to see some diversity. Like, yeah. when I went to Lima, I saw people that actually could, like, like <laughs> something like me. Um, and, like, I wasn't stared at as much. Like... When we were in the Amazons of Peru, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> I was like an attraction. It was crazy, um, but it was cool. Everyone's like, like touching your hair. I think at first, like, because keep in mind, like, I don't get to visit my family in the Amazons of Peru ever. Yeah. Like, that was really cool. But like, they don't see piercings like mine, or uh-huh. like people there don't grow out their hair. Like, it's just so taboo. Yeah. So it's like meeting my family too for the first time. Like, I could only imagine what they thought of me first seeing me. Like, this guy crazy yeah keeping my like part of my hair was bleached too (laughs) um but no they all came to really like me and i was pretty happy about that Mm -hmm. because sometimes i get really scared that's like well because of the way i dress like are people just gonna like but i kind of like that about me i like to find people's expectations like if people look at me and i'm scary and they don't want to get to know me that's on you sorry (laughs) you know and it's like why would i want to put so much effort in someone who's so very surface level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's not what I'm trying to attract anyways. Um, but they were able to see past the things they didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. That was a good thing. Yeah. Even, and I I think it's kind of cool. Like my mom told me like two weeks ago, she's like, I think God put you in my life because now I can like look at people who have like piercings or tattoos and not judge them. But like, I see my son in them and like, I can actually connect with them. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Mom. Yeah. W. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't even know where I go. What else should we talk about? This is, yeah. What happened to your questions? Um, we kind of answered the majority of them already. Crazy. It's okay. I, don't even, I like write questions to get my thoughts going, and then I never really use the questions that much. Well, I brought up a lot. You have oh. a lot to choose from. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk about this. Okay. Um, because we talked about homosexuality, but we didn't talk about the clashing religious beliefs that much. T. 
you didn't talk about the, the difficulties that you have because you your religious beliefs go one way and your your this, heart my goes my desires go another. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So as far as this goes, um, how do I manage it? I don't. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I, mean, <laughs> I try my best. Yeah. It's a little awkward to be in this position, and I've gotten a lot of opinions from other Christians, you know, about like how I should live my life or navigate it, etc. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people don't have ans- answers either. You know what I mean? Um, so. I guess the way I go about it is like in my head, I tell myself that I'm just, I'm not looking for anything. Mm-hmm. Do I want something? Yeah. Well, everyone wants to feel Yeah. Well. So it's like, yeah, which really sucks. Like I think sometimes it makes me go a little cuckoo crazy in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ultimately, uh, as far as that goes, like, well, wait, what's your question in general? Like how I just, what are the difficulties you've had to face with the clashing religious Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. First and how have you dealt with that? Yeah. Or tried to, at least. So I think a lot of the dealing with it happened in my sophomore year because I was so connected with my friends and I finally opened up to them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some things were annoying uh, because, <laughs> like, my family, I don't know if they're still heavy on this train, or, like, my friends were like, why don't you just marry a woman? Mm-hmm. Like, you can make it work. It can work. And it's like... Like, yeah, it can work, but why would I want to do that to myself? Yeah. Like, why would and I also get... to the woman as well? Yeah, well, um, the, yeah, exactly. Like, why would I get in this relationship just to make it work? You yeah, know? like I want to. I don't. That's not what I want. Yeah, you know, um, it's another like avoidant thing. Yeah, and it's like, like if I'm going to marry a woman, I want to love a woman and yeah. be excited about getting in this relationship. Not like, and they want the same back. Yeah, hundred percent. And, I mean, it could happen that I like a woman. Do I feel like it's going to happen anytime soon? Not really. But, <laughs> um, like, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Good for me, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I guess there's that. There's, like, a hope that things could change in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who knows? Um, as for now, like, I try my best just to keep my identity rooted in Christ. Like, I don't really even call myself gay. Like, people call me gay. I make jokes about being gay, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, a title I want to attach to myself. The idea behind it is, like... Um, because technically practicing homosexuality is considered a sin in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it's like just attaching a sin label to Christian at the same time just doesn't make sense. Cause yeah. it's like an oxy, is it oxymoron? Right. Where it's like a, two conflicting ideas. I think so. Yeah. It's weird. Um, so I know right now there's like a lot of progressive Christians, um, like pushing this new wave that it isn't bad. Or it isn't not bad. It isn't a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't found myself to agree with their statements or mm-hmm. found any concrete evidence in their interpretation of scripture to really waver my mind on it. Which um, is an interesting thing to say because most people that struggle with homosexual homosexuality would yeah find the easy way out. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes I wish, but <laughs> um, but also yeah, no, I mean I've grown up around a lot of other strong Christians too, like, and they're really deep into knowing their Bible mm-hmm. and how we got the Bible and the church and original manuscripts, etc. Yeah. That also emphasizes like your, your belief and your strength in your belief. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So I think navigating, it's a little difficult (laughs) because I think like, (laughs) especially in the church, I like some people are like, I can tell you're gay. It's like, okay. (laughs) So it's like, I've had people in my life in the church tell me that like, I'm becoming gayer and I need to stop because, or I'm talking to, femininely so i need to alter the way i talk Mm -hmm. i've had people tell me that i shouldn't i can't hang out alone with girls 
but I also shouldn't hang out alone with boys. It's like all these like ideas on how I should live my life because they think it would be best for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think right they, now they think it yeah, would be best but it's like I'm trying to figure out a way where I can do it. And I think at the same time, um, I think it's please God and not sin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's a process. It's a daily process because like I constantly have to renew my mind and like. Some days it's harder, and some days I feel very bleak about the future mm-hmm. and, like, singleness, because I don't want to be single. Um, no one does. No one does. So it's like... People say they do, they're lying. They're lying. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It just feels like punching the air right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I've been trying to just trust God and not freak myself out about it. Um, take good advice when it's given. I mean, all the advice I take into heart. Like, like being, I, being single isn't a bad thing because it helps you learn how to love yourself more. Yeah. But once you learn how to have that love for yourself, you want to also learn how to give that to other people. Someone else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a difficult position to be in, definitely. I feel like I can resonate with both sides. Like, I definitely understand how LGBT people feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, they didn't grow up in a religious field. So, to them, like, why would they care about exactly, what... Yeah. God thinks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand their point of view and their anguish and their pain and their struggles because I've went through a lot of those myself. And then the way society treats people who, like, men... Or, like, like the same gender, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, They're focused on the stereotypical male, masculine. Right. And you have to be that. And, like, even at a certain point, like, I was trying my best not to fit a certain stereotype and I was still getting flacked. Which even... The thing is, this even applies to, like, every single, like gender at all and every single i don't know group whatever they yeah all have stereotypes that most of them don't want to stay in the whole time no it's like, like everyone wants to break the stereotype but we all so feel dumb. they're they're scared of i'm reading this book about it they're scared of what other people think and they're scared like yeah it's, it's all based on fear you know <laughs> but like even me a straight white male like i have stereotypes based on me that straight white male I have yeah, you only listen to Drake. Yeah, Twenty One Savage. <laughs> I have um, stereotypes that are placed on me that sometimes I don't want to break, you know. But if I break them, people are like, "Huh, like what's going on? Like, yeah. why are you acting this way?" Like an example was, I wore my family. I love them. They, I, I wore this like, I don't know if it's a satchel. It's like a a side bag. Yeah. And one of my outfits, I was like, it kind of looks cool, a little yeah. accessory, you know? And then they were like, "Merce," you know, <laughs> <laughs> which it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. But like. That's just a very small example of things that people say and do all the time to yeah. other people without even realizing the effect that they have. Like, I was fine, whatever. It was a joke. I thought it was funny as well. Yeah. But, like, if it's something a little bit more, a little bit deeper, you don't know the effect that it has on someone, you know? And also, it could be them expressing who they are, who they mm-hmm. want to be, and they don't want to be tied down by these stereotypical boxes. Boxes. No one really does. Yeah. So, like, it's coming at it with an open mind and just understanding that like you said, no one's perfect. No, no one, you no, no one's gonna fit in your perfect little box for who you think they should yeah. be. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm not perfect, and I think people will, like idolize me sometimes. Like, <laughs> like shout out to my heritage fan. <laughs> um, but like they're like, oh my god, you're so cool, and like all these things. It's like I literally sit in my room and rot sometimes <laughs> and cry myself to yeah. sleep. Like I'm not all that. I promise you. Um, I think it's because you're you've learned how to express yourself or how you try to try. I'm so open. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's a little scary sometimes. I think there's beauty in privacy, and I need to work on it. Yeah. Like, you guys know where I work. Just <laughs> <laughs> they know your cash app. They know everything. I know. You know, yeah, exactly. The people. The people. They're basically our best friends now. Exactly. Hey, guys. We're <laughs> friends now. <laughs> we should make a group for the, a group name for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the, what's the Becoming Yourself? Becoming your, what, what, should be? what should their fan names be? <sighs> That's hard. The... I don't know. We'll come up with it. Well, yeah. It'll come to, to be this. determined. Yeah, we'll come up with fan names. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good place to end, you know? Yeah, I think we touched a lot of ground. I mean, we could go on forever. Uh, yeah, we could. But how long has this been? An hour 17. Oh, wow, that's not bad. I thought it was a lot longer. I know, me too. I looked at I it. I was sitting here, I was like... <gasps> I looked at it, and I was like, it's only been 20 minutes? What the... Yeah. But it's super dense and super in-depth. Yeah, I but think we touched I, a lot of ground. Okay, so... I think a good place to end is if you could say one thing that sums up the things you've learned throughout your life and through these experiences that you want to give to other people, what would that be? That I want to give to other people? Just just a, some knowledge that you've gained throughout your life that okay. you think would bless other people's lives and help them become more of who they are, um, who they want to be. I always reference this piece of advice my dad gave me. I think it's really good. Um, for all criticism, when taking criticism, or someone gives you criticism, there's two things you can do with it. You can sit on it and reflect and take something from it, or you can sit on it, reflect, and realize it's doo-doo garbage and throw <laughs> it away. Um, and I think that's really good. I think almost in all the feedback you get from people, there is something to learn. You know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of people hear feedback and they get scared of it or they get angry at it or... And sometimes there is truth to the feedback. Yeah. Almost most of the time there's at least a little truth. Or like, even if you hear that feedback, like there's something you can learn from it. Like if your friend came up to you and told you like, Hey, I think you're a little mean. Mm -hmm. You might not think you're mean, but like, I think if you think a little deeper, like, well, why is my friend perceiving me as mean? What can I work on? Yeah. Um, and once you learn to accept that, then you're actually able to make the change. A hundred percent. Um... I think it's also, like, ignorance about yourself, you mm-hmm. know, you're of trying to avoid these yeah. certain ways of thinking, and, like, I might have these problems, and it's a way to be like, no, I don't have those problems, you're just saying things, and, but the, in reality, the things that they say to you might be true. Yeah, definitely. And it's, that's why, like you said, of course, reflect, look at it, and try to understand where they're coming from. 100%. And then another one I would just say to everyone is to be honest. Um, That's a big one that most people don't understand the power. Yeah, because if you're being dishonest to yourself and you're being dishonest to everyone around you, you're really just digging a hole for yourself and you're making yourself uncomfortable. And your connections are going to suck. And when you're honest, even if you're an awful, terrible human being, like at least other people can see that and work with you on it. You know what I mean? Obviously, like don't go out and like start cursing people out. But um, Some things keep to yourself. Right, some things you can. But um, it's good to just be open about yourself and about the way you feel like Mm -hmm. if you tell someone something in honesty with good intentions like what's the worst that could happen you know what i mean it's the way you approach it yeah and if someone has a really awful response to your honesty that that's them isn't great then that's you learn from that like you know bye you know (laughs) it doesn't necessarily have to be that fast but it can open up better conversations yeah um yeah and in general don't give up on people too fast but also don't hold on to them too long you know, um, there's a good middle ground. And so, um, find your boundaries with people and 
don't allow them to step over them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, man. This is great. Let's go. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye.